Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Cut and Splice. This is Matt. This is Gil. And this is Jason. So this time around, we are going to be talking about James Gray's 2016 film, The Lost City of Z. This is a film that follows the true life story of Percy Fawcett, a British explorer and military man who was tasked with exploring the Amazon in the early 20th century. Uh, He became convinced that there was a lost city, as the title implies, uh, of an advanced civilization that predates, that predated, uh, rather, uh, possibly even the British Empire and uh the story follows his uh his adventures and the political strife that his ideas created in the kingdom and also dealt um briefly but uh, also i i think rather well with uh, the turmoil of the first world war uh i highly recommended this film uh as something that flew under the radar to uh my fellow co-hosts and um i will open the floor to them to uh either build this movie up or tear it apart or both uh so yeah you guys go ahead (laughs) yeah i think uh there were several times um over the course of the podcast that um um, this was brought up in different contexts. Um, one time was the Paddington's episode, yeah, and um, and I think there was one more time before that. And then James Gray definitely came up several times, uh, especially in the context of also Ad Astra that that I I did see before I saw the Lost City of Z, and um, um yeah so so that's that's one of the reasons uh but one thing i was going to say about the lost city of z for one thing it's a tough title tough for first of all the duh i don't know get all these movies with the duh i think lost city of z can work just fine and uh and also wouldn't it be based on once you see the movie shouldn't it be the lost city of zed because that's really what it's called yeah Uh, but that's how british people say the the letter z Oh, so it's a it's a British accent thing, not a yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so like, in, in, um, it, it is Lost City of Z. We're just saying Z because we're American, I guess. I don't know. I was going to start saying Z until until Matt said yeah, Z. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, from from now on, we should probably refer to it as Z. I, 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 I actually was about to say Z myself, and then for some <laughs> reason, I blurted out Z. Because well, I'm an idiot American. And I, well, yeah. no, now we're just that, talking about it too much. Now we're making it. Right. Now we're like reading <laughs> yeah. too much into it. <laughs> no, no, but 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 I I I am curious because obviously I'm not a native speaker. Um, don't you ever refer to that letter as Z? It's always Z. We don't, but uh, they do. I see. So so Americans don't say Z. They always say Z. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because uh, I recall growing up that basically they're interchangeable. Like you can say Z and you can say say Z. It's kind of I, like I think, zero and I think oh. you could say Zed, um, but I think in America, it's not like it'd be wrong. I just think you're going to get a lot of people confused. Um, like we're zero and and what, what did you say? Oh, oh. 
Oh, well, that's more like a letter as opposed to a number. But um, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Forget but, that like, you know, that the, the, like yeah. you, I'm, I'm trying to think there's no other letter with that example. But, but yeah. I'm talking about something that you can say in two different um, ways. I, I could be I'm actually pretty certain that the Australians say Z as well. Yeah, no, but I'm I, I will not say I, movie I have. I think Zed would have been a better title because then I don't know why the Z, like, but because maybe because I, I, I have bad connotation with uh, World War Z. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> totally unrelated films, but uh... yeah, exactly. I don't know. Well, I mean, it wasn't I, a I mean, bad movie. It was just uh, it was a bit of a mess. Literally, well, I mean, just, just to clarify, if this wasn't already clear, I mean, I think the movie is called Lost City uh, or The Lost City of Zed. It's just that a lot of people in America would say it Z. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay yeah. Just now like, that I, I, is I over. bet you, <laughs> just like I, I, you know, you you brought it up. So I bet you that <clears throat> if we were walking around the streets somewhere in the UK and we were talking about Brad Pitt movies, somebody would say World War Z. They probably wouldn't say World War Z. Oh yeah, no, that's that's a good point. So yeah, it's the same same thing. It's just the way that they they say <laughs> the name of that letter. Yeah, no. So now that we got that out of the way, um, so I, I know Matt highly recommended this movie. Uh, where, where did you fall, Jason, as far as the recommendation? Because I know you've you've discussed this also in the context of comparing it to Ad Astra, and that they're almost right. equal. Matt told me to watch this movie like a year or two ago. And I didn't really have any, I think I, I wanted to see it when it first came out just because it looked interesting. Um, at the time I did not know who, um, how do you say this guy's name? Charlie Hunnan? Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. I did not know who he was. I'd seen him in, um, I hadn't even seen, I, I don't know. I think I might've seen Pacific Rim. Obviously I saw children of men, but I don't think he has a big part in that really. Um, I, I didn't know who he was when this movie came out. It was just, at, so actually now that I'm looking at this, I, um, I think I, I knew him from triple frontier. That's about it. So like, you know, this was about three years ago or something, but, um, anyway, um, yeah, I, I didn't know him that well. And, I think Matt and I were having a conversation about um, Robert Pattinson because this was right around the point where it was like, oh, maybe this guy is not total trash. And then Matt was like, you got to see this movie. He's great. And I was like, all right, I'll check it out. You know? And so, yeah, I watched it and I agreed with him. Robert Pattinson's very good in it. Um, and that was kind of like probably the first two movies I saw with this Charlie Hunnan guy. And since then, it's, he's just been making really good movies for the most part. Um, but as far as my takeaway on the movie itself, um, I, I think I remember telling Matt that I definitely didn't love it as much as he did. But um, I, I really liked the ending. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like it. It's um, I, I just, I don't know. Um, I know we're not at that point yet, but I'd say it's, it's like, a, like a very strong seven- Hmm. Yeah. And uh, in the Paddington's episode, you uh, the way you described the ending is like, and I got to the ending and it was like, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, oh, I think it was something along those yeah. lines. Like, um, oh, so, that, yeah, that, I get it. Yeah, I guess it has to yeah. be that. Yeah. I don't want to. You were I like, mean, you were disappointed, but but then you, uh, yeah. you understood. 
it's like I, I, it's hard to talk about without going into spoilers, obviously, because we're talking about the end of the movie. But yeah. um, how can I say this? It's kind of like, um, well, I it's it's got a very kind of bittersweet ending, and I like the movie a lot. I, I like the ending a lot, but um, <laughs> uh, I I think I'm just a little bit less of a cinematic masochist than matt is because I, I like movies with happy endings definitely <laughs> um, and matt has said on this podcast that he just like judges his movies by how much it makes him feel like trash at the end of the movie <laughs> so, i'm exaggerating of course well, i'm surprised he didn't like funny games <laughs> <laughs> very true very true no um yeah i don't know um i i'll go into it more when we get into the spoiler section but yeah basically i, I liked it um i just um i don't love it it's it, but it's good it's a good movie yeah no i i think um and we'll get into the whole ad astra comparison and all that um i definitely have less love for ad astra I, I like this one better um and i don't even know what i rated ad astra but maybe i should check uh but um but yeah i, I think it was really well made and i think that the the first half of the movie really flows like it's very interesting um then it, it hits a few false notes somewhere like in the midway point um two-thirds yeah. of the way and then by the time they go a third time like they, once they, they keep going back and forth it really feels like a bit too much even though it makes sense in the context of over the course of a lifetime essentially but i don't know why it it dragged a bit too long for me at that point and then the ending yes uh, i think the ending really like you said bittersweet and we'll get to it but it's um, definitely redeemed it to some extent, even though it's um, it's yeah, it's <laughs> some issues with it as well. But but I mean, not really with the movie itself, just just story wise, and and especially if this is based on real life. But um, but yeah, no, there's something going on there that's almost on a spiritual level is interesting, but I don't think it's fully earned. Um much in the same way that we talked about the fountain. Um, mm. But, um, but yeah, but, but I, I also, I would give it uh, a seven as well. Just not as strong as Jason, maybe closer to a 7.1, 7.2. It's, it's really well made and, and a few touches here and there could have elevated it to an eight. But, um, but yeah, I would say around a, a seven. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, and the funny thing is the the way that um, I, I can I honestly see that, see that the way that I've talked about this movie in the past might uh, lead people to think that I, I think that this is like one of the greatest films ever made. And uh, that's not where I stand. I, I think it's more of like a seven and a, a seven and a half uh, to maybe maybe just uh, short of an eight for me. Uh, I, wait, I, wait, wait, I, real I, quick, real quick. So, yeah. would it be safe to say that you like Ad Astra more? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. I was gonna say because, uh, like, like you just said, the way you've talked about it in the past, I was like seven. What? I was expecting you to be like nine or something. <laughs> oh wait, so <laughs> no. you did rate this one seven? Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm mean, Matt. 
seven yeah, and a half. Oh, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, you should yeah. just said seven and a half. Oh, okay, cool. Wow, that's yeah. Now I did check at Astra, and I also gave it a seven. So you know, I I I not I don't dislike either of those movies, but but I do feel like Lost City of Z. I I had less issues with. All right. Fair enough. Um, um, yeah. Gil, have you seen We Own the Night or any of his other films? I, I don't believe so, but but I'll give you my quick impression of, of just James Gray. I mean, to yes, me, it please. seems like, because there was, the, the reason why Ad Astra maybe disappointed me more than this one is because of expectation, is because I... Um, I I think I listened to a podcast with him being interviewed. I think the the DGA something. I don't know why because sometimes there's spoilers in those. But um, <laughs> but but you know because they, they always are very complimentary to the director yeah, and those yeah. things. And I was like, oh, this was a gorgeous movie and this and that. And then Matt also like was really into it and I think posted sure. stuff about it. So then I watched a movie, and it's there's nothing extraordinary about it. So maybe it just brought it down a notch almost like spitefully so but then with this one my expectations were lower uh, and, and to me the impression that i get about him is that he's not as deep as he thinks he is <laughs> he's kind of like uh he's kind of like a, a slightly improved or at least like a slightly spiritual version of edward's wick you know that, that that kind of a thing like the the classic American filmmaker that says like, oh, you know, I, I'm interesting. Let me do a movie about a British guy going to, you know, to South America to, you know, reconnect with the uh, indigenous people and be all enlightened and stuff. Um, and it just, um, and, and it's not all the way there. It's not a home run. Like it's, it's well intended, but it just doesn't hit all the right spots. And then the same thing with Ad Astra. Um, which I think is the only other movie of his I saw. He's like, oh, let me make this, you know, 2001 inspired sort of like meditation in space, but I'll do it my own way. I'm not going to even try to imitate 2001, but there's not a lot of meditation there. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, uh, so that's what I'm, I'm saying. And, and I don't know maybe if I'm misreading his movies, but it seems to me like he's going for this. But he's just not hitting it. Like he's, uh, and and again, uh, like we always try to say here, we're just armchair bullshitting, and, and these are super talented people. And I wish that I had the career he has, but um, but that's my impression as far from a critical standpoint that he that he he maybe is even overreaching for, you know, what his talent is. Uh, he's reaching for the stars. Yeah, which oh is my. good. I'm not. I'm oh not opposed. To that. <laughs> like, I mean, give it a swing, give it a try. That's better than not making a movie. To, but any, to anybody who just heard Matt say that, if you <laughs> if you haven't watched the movie yet, you'll get why that was funny when you. <laughs> is it in? Uh, is in Lost City of Z or is yeah. no, no, Astra? Well, both oh. really, but mostly, yeah. mostly Lost City of Z. <laughs> so yeah, I guess Jason. So what was the um? Uh, before we get into spoilers, or I guess we could get into them, but um, what was the connection you saw between the movies? As far as the similarities? Let's talk about spoilers. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, ahead. getting into spoilers. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, actually, in fact, right before we do that, just so we have one last thing to talk about, because um, I've only seen three of his movies, and um, as I said before, we got on here. I almost wish I could have just rewatched 
We Own the Night, which was the first film of his I saw. Um, I I really want to reiterate what Gil just said about I don't want to sound like I'm talking trash here because I think this guy is very talented. But um, over the last two or three years, uh, Matt and I have had numerous conversations about uh, this guy, uh, James Gray. And I remember asking him at one point, what movies has this guy seen? Like or, or made, I mean, what like is there anything else I would have seen? And he was like, uh, well, Ad Astra and um and Lost City of Z, and he's like, uh, there's that movie We Own the Night, and I just like we own the night. I've seen that. What the heck is that movie again? And he starts describing it, and I was like, Oh yeah, that like totally forgettable movie with a great cast. It's got like Marky Mark and Robert Duvall and um, Joaquin Phoenix is in it. He's amazing, but uh, as always, but like, man, I went and saw that opening weekend and I was like, so incredibly underwhelmed. I was so let down by this movie and right now, before we saw this, the, or started this podcast, I went on YouTube and watched a trailer for it. And I was like, this looks outstanding. I need to watch this movie again. Or else maybe it's just one of the greatest trailers ever made. I don't know. But um, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to speculate too much. I just was like, man, this looks like a really good movie in the trailer. So I, I should give it another go, you know, or something. But if I had to rank his movies, I would go... Um, at Astra, just a tiny bit over velocity of Zed, and then I'd put We Own the Night below that. I, I think The Immigrant uh, uh, is number three for. Well, I, 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 I also, I think I'm the only person uh, uh, on the in this conversation who's seen Armageddon Time at this point, uh, but. Uh, th that's actually a really solid film. I, I, there were a couple of moments that I kind of scoffed at, but uh, it was a. Uh, oh, it, that's his new movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it 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 kind of felt like James Gray's like version of Belfast, only it just isn't as good as Belfast. It's a it's a solid movie. Uh, it's it, actually that's the funny thing about James Gray is that in general, uh, you know, I, I've seen most of his movies that you know it does. It, his movies do tend to fall into the it's solid. You know, it's 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 not. I mean, he very rarely hits it out of the park, even by my standards. I mean, I, I or in my opinion. My standards are really high. It's just my opinions are different from a lot of people's. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I will say uh, during the Paddington's episode, you um, you you said that Lost City of Z and um, and Astro were two of the best twenty movies in the twenty first century, or like top twenty. Yeah, it was high praise. Yeah. It was very it was very high, high praise. praise. I so, scoffed yeah, at it myself. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Upon revisiting, I, I might dial that back with velocity of z i'm not going to dial that back with that astra okay. uh, all right all right so moving on okay. all um, right uh spoilers me again. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah so mostly just the uh the comparison uh, between them oh, oh yeah 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 okay so now that we're just going to literally talk about these movies um so as we kind of touched on a while back when we were talking about something and these movies came up um, I do think that Ad Astra 
it, it, that it's accurate to describe it as kind of like an apocalypse now in space kind mm -hmm. of thing. Whereas yeah, this movie, I would definitely not say that about. This movie is not about a guy trying to find another guy, you know, playing a dude who's playing another. No, no, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> it, it's not it's not at all the same kind of plot. But um, the reason I compare the two of them is because, for, for one thing, I found the movies to be very compelling and very watchable, but also not particularly thrilling or interesting um, all the way throughout the film, if that makes sense. Like simultaneously enjoyable, but also I would never say boring, but just like so. So yeah, you've got. Let's just look at them. You got Lost City of Zed. This guy's going on adventures. You know, he's going on discovery adventures. He's trying to find a, a, a lost civilization. That's stuff happening on screen. You know, but he's not really achieving much. He keeps coming back, getting closer and closer to finding them and not really succeeding. Things keep getting in his way. Things keep, you know, problems happening, whatever. And then at Asterix, certainly things are happening. This guy's like, you know, in orbit and he's like falling down to earth. And then like he's got, he goes to the moon and there's that awesome sequence there and all the, the Mars, I think, right? Or something like that. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I yeah, saw it. It's Mars. it yeah. The sequence of adventures he goes on, but really in a weird sort of way it's almost like just like one thing after another and yes he's constantly getting closer and closer to his goal at what i believe was the outside of the solar system or something like that just at the edge or something uh, at uh neptune neptune well that's pretty darn close yeah um so yeah i mean yes you see the progression of where he's going the journey and everything but in a weird sort of way maybe i'm just describing this wrong but in both movies, I feel like you don't have a whole lot happening, really, even though a lot of stuff is happening. It's just not all that satisfying to me as I'm watching it. But in both cases, um, you get to the end of the movie, and the last five minutes of the movie really saved it for me in a big way. In fact, just throwing this out there, that might be a fun topic to talk about at some point. Movies that are like totally saved by a really awesome ending. So the way I see it, I, I mean, again, there are a lot of very, very key differences, but uh, I, I mean, obviously the low hanging fruit, the obvious comparison is that they're both about exploration in their own ways. Sure, sure. Uh, I, I was, duh, yeah. uh, duh, you know, you can see that from the trailers, but in the end, both of them are movies that not only that that not only deprive you of the explorers finding what they were seeking uh, in neither movie does is it at least definitive <laughs> uh that the explorer ever finds what he's looking for uh or that uh you know this whole expedition actually you know materialized into anything but um but it, it, the the strength of both of the endings is that in different in in very different ways but in uh, uh i i think uh in a very similar treatment they kind of illustrate the satisfaction in the journey even when 
you know, it could be argued that you ultimately failed uh, or that you ultimately didn't find what you were looking for. And actually, uh, the, I, I think the element that was missing in Lost City of Z that was there in, at Astra, and I think James, I wouldn't be surprised if James Gray made Lost City of Z and then decided uh, to make Ad Astra just as kind of like a, a, a commentary on certain things that he just found um, to, to be like lacking aspects of um, Percy Fawcett's story. Uh, and, you know, like, I, to comment I, I, I mean, on. right, right. And I, I mean, you know, like with that Astra, there was such a clear perspective of searching, you know, of exploration as a means of escape. And rather, you know, rather than realizing what you have that's right in front of you, you go searching for something that may or may not be there. Uh, whereas, you know, the Lost City of Z definitely spent a lot of time talking about how uh, Percy Fawcett had such a strained relationship with his home and his family uh, you know, because he was away for so long and surely enough, when he finally brings his family along, he, you know, he gets Spider-Man killed. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Matt, what I was, uh, what yeah. I was going to say, tell me if this plays into what you're okay. talking about, because I feel like it does. Um, it just seems to me um, to, to be a little more simple and precise with answering yeah. Gil's question. It seems to me that in both cases, the the big gut punch, the big, you know, catharsis at the end of the film is um, is that like like kind of what Matt said, OK, things didn't work out the way you thought they were going to. But look at what you, you know, look on the bright side, look at what you you gained, you know, kind of thing, because in in, uh, you know, in Lost City of Zed, there's that beautiful I, I don't know if I'd call it a monologue, but um, Charlie Hunnan is talking to Spider-Man and he says, you know, um, uh, he, he's you could see that his son is distraught, you know, and they, they're about to die, basically. And he says, you know, look, um, you know, uh, we, it, uh, we we went on this journey and we did this thing and we've been able to explore and we've seen things that nobody else uh a lot of people can't even dream of and that's valuable there's something about that you know there's now that's debatable but i mean that's pretty much the message he's trying to get across and then similarly what uh tom lee jones i think right um yeah you know at the end of that that one it's when he he has to tell his father um you know yeah. like hey you know um you didn't, I think it was he looking for intelligent life, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's the best scene in the whole movie. Uh, it is, yeah, by it, far, but it, yeah. yeah. But he, yeah. he basically breaks it down for him and says, like, your life was not a waste just because you didn't find intelligent life. You you gain, we as a society gained a lot because of what you did here. And um, kind of in a way showing that we, 
there isn't any or something like that, something to that effect. Yeah. But the right. the whole point, regardless of that, if that's exactly what they said or not, the point being that they had that very similar way of handling that last moment in the movie. And yeah. um, even though they're very different movies, that I thought was very similar about the two of them. And um, yeah, so that that's what um, that's how I kind of saw the two of them as being linked was because of that really interesting ending that was so similar and yet different at the same time. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I guess uh, I guess Batman got uh, spared because he didn't join them in the jungle the third time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, but Robert the Bruce did, right? Yeah. Well, the well, he he survived. No, he he oh, came back. He survived. He, he he made, but he had a hell of a time. He, he yeah. yeah. But he was older than that. You know, it's expected. He can't. You know, you can't expect him to keep up with them. Yeah, but but in any case, uh, yeah, no, and and I will say Robert Pattinson uh, was was really good in it. Like it was when he started, like I guess trying to be invisible, not being himself and stuff, the whole beard and everything. He's good, um, right? Yeah, no, he's he's good. He was probably the best part of the movie for me personally, and also to me, the one of the better scenes in that movie is when he refuses to go back when he tells him like well listen have a wife and kid <laughs> yeah basically you know most yeah. people would have the that priority and it would conflict um and then and then there's the other aspect of it that his wife wanted to be helpful and an explorer as well but she couldn't be because of the whole you know having to care for the home and all that stuff mm-hmm. Um, so there's that that aspect. Although I felt like that was one of parts of the movie that I wasn't crazy about is when she when he tells like she tells him like you think we're equal, but then we're not equal all the way, and you know, and he tries to rationalize it, but it's not really a good argument. And, and yes, <laughs> the fact that he gives his son that bullshit explanation, <laughs> um, it's like yeah, dude, but you got to go there three times and you're older. <laughs> He's he got his whole life ahead of him. And you basically put this germ, and after abandoning him his entire childhood, you put this germ of exploration in him, and you kill them the first time you go there. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Uh, I'm just saying that it sounds way, like you're saying it's a bad thing. <laughs> no, it's, it, that's the thing. It's not a bad thing if you explain it the right way. Because I, I think his explanation in the end of saying like, look at what we did. Like you know, most people would dare like not dare to. Yes, but that was not just it. Yeah, if if the movie try to bring home the point more that that by doing what they did and 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 bringing all this attention to this lost city, these this lost um, civilization, and the fact that the indigenous people are not savages and they're sophisticated, this whole anti-racism thing that that you know there, there there's value to all these cultures and and it's and we should really change our ways and be more enlightened i felt like even though it was really on the nose when he was telling that to the the rest of the you know geographical society or whatever the group of people that he was constantly yeah. going back to um it, it felt like that wasn't that point wasn't made in the end is that that's the value apart from the journey being the reward part that you mentioned that that life is just a journey and and whether it's a very short lived life or a longer lived life as long as you're doing what you want to be doing then 
no regrets. That, that that's you know, if there was more of that and then putting the value into you know, um showing that the, these cultures have value, all all these things I think would have made for a better movie. And then of course the spiritual aspect of it. That's the the part I was talking about that I think with Ad Astra as well is is that these this is these both of these movies are about fathers and sons. Yeah. Um less so a lost city of Zed because he's mostly abandoned. I there I guess both sons are abandoned in both movies, but 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 and I, and I didn't feel like in both of them, I didn't feel like that the um that it culminated with anything really gut punch like as far as those relationship. Like it seems like Tom Holland basically, okay, I'm old enough. So if you take me with you, I'll forgive you for abandoning me all these years. It just wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't much there of like, there was nothing meaty about it, that there's not, there's no revelation uh, about it. It's like, oh, I guess my son is old enough so he can go. And then the mom is like now old and she can suck it because she never got to go. But at least like she's nice <laughs> enough to allow the son to go, you know, and she's like, oh, you have the bug in you. I feel bad for her more than anybody else. I mean, to, to uh, me, the tragedy uh, of the movie is her life. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, no, go ahead. No, no, I'm I, I just rambling. I, on, I was just going to say that uh, I don't disagree with any particular point that you're saying i just think you have a really like uh negative uh perspective on it but um uh, like i would feel really bad for uh the, the wife the mother but um i love that part at the end where it flashes as he's like being carried they flash back to um when she's reading that letter uh, from when that she wrote thinking she was going to die in childbirth you know and like with her dying words, basically, or what would have would have been her dying words if she had died, uh, telling him that she's so proud of him and that she knows they're going to have a son, and that her dying wish is that he instills the sense of adventure and curiosity and exploration into their son, because that's who what makes him so great, and that's what makes him, her love him and stuff like that. So I mean, that was a Real, I I totally agree with what you're saying. It, it's tragic. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, just and you know downright what? tragic. And, 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 I, and I, mean... I did forget. I I, for, I forgot that she said that. I remember the scene with the letter, but I forgot that that's what she said there. So, and that's a good. That's a good plot point. That that's good. Like that's yeah, good screenwriting. But I I I didn't feel like he really did much to to instill that in his son. I, I think his son mostly <laughs> begrudgingly got it based on just waiting for his dad to come back and knowing that he's an explorer but he did yeah. you know, there was no scenes when he comes back with the periods that he's back home where he tries to gain um you know spider-man's um you know acceptance through yeah. getting him involved with you know how do you use a compass how do you do this how do you survive in the wild like he doesn't get into that they don't do that stuff he just basically i'm old enough so i guess i'm an explorer now well i, I mean you, you can argue that it, it, there weren't enough scenes but i mean there was certainly like you know uh, giving his son artifacts from his uh journeys and you know there were definitely I mean, I mean, a lot of it happened off screen, but in a couple lines of dialogue, you know, hey, 
you know, go do this and, you know, go practice doing this. Like, you know, there was that in the movie. They just didn't have like a massive montage of Tom Holland training to be like the Rocky of uh, <laughs> Amazonia or something. I guess there were some scenes. Yeah. Well, yeah, Gil, so... I, I agree with you about what what's see, what feels like is missing from the movie. But um, in a lot of ways, what you described is kind of the reason why I sort of like Ad Astra a little bit more. Um, I, because I think that I think Ad Astra is visually stunning in scenes. I think that 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 moon scene is the, with the moon rovers is incredible. Um, but overall, it just feels like this real slow burn kind of weird build to get to the ending. But uh, the things you can you, that you said were kind of weak, like 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 you, you know you kind of said like oh if they had kind of shown this or that, it would have made that, that message a little stronger at the end would have showed like they really accomplished something more. Well, I feel like in Ad Astra, they really through, through the dialogue between Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones, I really feel like you get a sense that they did accomplish something that Tommy Lee Jones accomplished something great. And it just feels like such a successful, uh, feeling at the end of that movie by, especially after such a, arduous journey to get to it <laughs> but um yeah I, in a weird sort of way that's how i felt a little stronger about that one yeah that's and, and i did i did read recently that uh with the armageddon time coming out that um that he wasn't happy with that astra uh, james gray like he, he said that the, it was kind of taken from him and the edit and there's a few things that he was just would have oh, done good. differently well, um, he, he said that he never wanted any of the voiceover, and that was actually one of the biggest things that bothered me about Ad Astra. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, but, you know, that, that's so that's that's uh, one thing, but but it is interesting the theory about him correcting sort of like the uh, end of Lost City of Zed with the. Uh, you know, by by saying like this, this was based on a real real event. So, so let me try to correct it by having an ending in this other movie in space. Um, but but I, I do like the fact that he doesn't find the lost city, and that it's only after like in the epilogue that you see that there that he was right all along. Uh, there's something about that that's interesting, but I don't feel like that was in the movie. Like the uh, like it. That's what I feel like, and maybe this is what I feel about Ad Astra too. Is I, I feel like there's good stuff in it that is not earned. That if if it was set up all the way, that he just wasn't destined to find the city. But it's okay because because the journey is the reward. Uh, you don't just throw that in the last line of the movie. You need to build towards that. The little things like that. Um, same thing with the son. Like I felt like there's not too much of a build to having him go with them. And in Ad Astra too, I, 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 and I guess we're not trying to make this too much of a comparison episode, but, but it's, it just feels like he's, his dad is there and he's trying to get there and then he gets there and his dad doesn't care. And his dad hasn't found aliens. I, I, I don't know. It's like end, end, end. But but I feel like there's no, there's nothing that's been 
earned or built up to and and maybe i missed something but but i feel like all this guy does is just shoot scenes fairly well you know he makes them look good he's got a vision but but it's it's a bit soulless <laughs> i don't know i don't know i i i mean i i honestly think i just had a completely different reading of the movie uh I mean, I, I don't think that it was supposed to be anything about predestination. I mean, I think, or, you know, like, uh, you know, I, uh, well, he was never supposed to get there, but, you know, it's all in the journey. I think it's, uh, I, I, in a way, I think it's simpler. Uh, and in another way, I think it's more complicated. I mean, uh, I, I mean, Lost City of Z particularly, I think, is actually kind of an interesting uh, way to look into, you know, the whole, you know, if I ever saw further, it's because I stood on the shoulders of giants kind of thing where, you know, uh, I, you know, there are so many people who come close and don't get there, but it's because they, they devoted their entire life to something and never saw it come to, it, it never saw it themselves, but because they put in the, put in the work, the rest of us, you know, can stand on their shoulders. Yeah. And, uh, uh I, I, and I mean, that's a hell of a thing to devote a two and a half hour movie to, but no, uh, that's I, not, that's a good movie, I, but this was not it. That's what I'm saying is that that's I'm saying that it is. I'm saying that it was it, but where was it? Where was the intention? Where was that set up throughout the movie? He didn't even say it in the end. He said like most people would envy like the adventure we've been on, but he doesn't say by us coming here, even if we didn't make it all the way, that would lead the, you know, the the trail, the path, the breadcrumbs for others to follow. And I, and I assure you, this city will be found. Like, you know, you could have had I, so many... I, I don't think that's what you tell your son when he's about to die. No, it's but it's to say the value is, is that we got that much closer. And, and this story doesn't end with us because this is the story of humanity of our species and, and the story continues, but we got to contribute our part. That's like, you know, that's, that, that, that's good stuff. That's good material. Not, not, um, you know, at least we went on an adventure. Who else goes to the jungle? Like, you know, we got to go to a jungle. You know, most people just live in the city their entire lives and just die. You know, it's, it's not as profound as it could have been is all I'm saying. I'm gonna. Right, I'm just gonna. Right. I'm yeah, gonna that, say real quickly. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say real quickly. I could be wrong, but um, I love these points being made. But if if I had to venture an opinion, I would say that <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> Gil, you're making me laugh so much when you're saying these things. I think Gil is being a little overly critical of the the movie, but I feel like. Matt is um, uh, is filling in the blanks uh, with his, you know, like or I guess how can I say this that he's Matt's um, being a little too forgiving of maybe some of the stuff that might be missing from the movie. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, no, it's often the case that if there's a certain bias, then you lean into it for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I'm, I mean, I, I like them. I didn't rate the movie a five or a six. I, no, I like no, the no, movie. No. It's well made, and I think it's a good story to tell. And I like the fact that it was bittersweet in the end. I just felt like it was going for this very moody. They're going to give them some, you know, poison that's going to slowly kill. Them. I don't know what they're doing to them, the indigenous people in the end, but it's it all looks very spiritual and interesting. And I thought there was going to be some Northmen, you know, hallucinations yeah. stuff. And like that would have been great. That would have been so great if they had some sort of hallucination there and like some trip towards the end that that kind of made them realize that. You know, well, life is just by the but I blink, and you know what really matters is the the human story, the journey, and we got to tell a small part of it, and you know, but none of that was there. It's just none. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Like we we got to go on a safari. That's like you know, <laughs> that's like you know, worth dying for at age nineteen or however how old like his son was. I think he's only supposed to be like seventeen, isn't he? That's just tragic. <laughs> like this, this isn't like a dentist going on a trophy hunting mission in Africa or something. I mean, that's I mean, oh, we went on a safari. That's such a flippant way to put it. I mean, that's no, 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 for sure, no, no, for for sure. It's just, it's very sad. It's it is tragic. It's tragic for the mother and for the son. It's not as tragic for the dad. I just feel like he just comes off as a shitty husband and dad. That's all. Uh, and maybe that's what the movie should have been. Is uh, the movie's also not critical uh, critical enough about that about yeah. him? Is that it seems like he kind of gets a bit of a pass by the movies. Like, well, he's got this very lofty goal, and he drags his entire family through it. Only they don't get any of the glory. Like his wife doesn't get the glory. His son dies too early. He's kind of a dick. You know, like when it's, like when you think about it, like there's it bothers me about the story. But if this is what happened in real life, it's what happened. Uh, but but it's um, I, and yeah, I get it. You don't want to change what happened by much. But yeah, you could have definitely made this more of like you know, the mom played her part, the son played his part, and it's all part of the, you know, like how what Shakespeare said that um, is it Shakespeare? No, it's like um, not Shakespeare. It's that poem. From Dead Poets Society, the um, you know that the, the, the Robert Frost, the road Robert less Frost, yeah, well, the, the one about like Robin that you Williams may contribute entirely out of context. Whatever, uh, but, yeah, uh, the one anyway. where it says like uh, you know that the powerful play of life goes on, and you may contribute a verse. That we all get to contribute a verse to the human story, and uh, and this was his contribution. I just felt like it would have been nice if the point was made in the movie that. His wife and his son also made a contribution, and he should have valued it more. And it's tragic that he didn't. And maybe he should have realized it in the end that, like, maybe he could have been a better husband. Maybe he could have been a better. But but there is none of that. He is not redeemed in the end that much. I honestly like feel like, you know, he should have totally like been very, uh, like remorseful about that especially once his son is dying now don't diminish the fact that you just killed your son by saying that like oh we got to go on an adventure say like i'm sorry i could have been a better dad i even in my absence i could have been a better dad you know uh, could have been a better husband it, it's it just there's no remorse there that's that's what bothers me about the movie <laughs> um anyways
I, I don't know if I would have wanted it to be his his speech at the end to the song no, no. to be any different. I kind of love it the way it is. Uh, I agree with you that I think he's a bad father. <laughs> and I think, that, especially by normal standards, I, I love, I, I think my favorite thing about this movie is... Um, is what the mother says something to the effect of um, it, it, something like um, that. She's happy that he, um, he aims for uh, her, ah, Matt, you, you kind of paraphrased it earlier. What is it? He says uh, um, something about, uh, Oh, his, um, his goals, his aspirations are, are out of his reach or something like that. And mm-hmm. how um, that's how everybody's, uh everyone's a- oh everyone's aim should be out of their or their ambitions should be out of their reach yeah I, like I, I i mean it's just another way of saying reach exceeding your grasp yeah oh that's yeah. what yeah something like that yeah just your your reach should exceed your grasp i love that concept that's really great mm-hmm. you know it's like if you're doing things right you should be trying to do stuff that you don't even have a chance of doing because I mean, you know, within reason, naturally, you know, I mean, this guy wasn't like he was bankrupting his wife or anything. He got a bunch of other people to pay for it, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. It wasn't like, uh, like his family was out on the streets or anything, but, um, you know, I agree. He, he was an absent father, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. um, uh, but I, I do like the, that in, in his final, scene with the boy and everything that he's kind of hammering that point home. I think it's a strong part of the movie, but um, I don't know. I, I really think that what, what Gil, what you said earlier is a stronger criticism of it, that, that maybe we could have seen a little bit more of Tom Holland um, becoming the man that he needed to be to, for the father to accept him as a travel partner, explorer, whatever. And maybe that we, could have seen a little bit more of how uh, their journey would have eventually led been the, like the first steps to leading other people to find stuff. And I don't know, something of that nature. (laughs) Yeah. The funny thing is uh, I was just kind of thinking uh, if uh, you know, reach exceeding uh, one's grasp uh, is actually like a serious theme and, Lost City of Z and possibly Ad Astra if uh, Gil and uh, to a certain extent uh, uh, your um, assessment of James Gray is correct and James Gray might have been doing two movies to actually assess his own career like you know my reach constantly exceeding my grasp huh uh, <laughs> but meta uh, <laughs> uh but I, I mean, I, I, I think that uh, Ad Astra was where he actually uh, reached far enough. But, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess someday I'll revisit it um, for sure. The, uh, um, I, I, I just hope that there's going to be a director's cut at some point where they cut out the voiceover. And it seems like, like he might want to do it like he's yeah. interested in doing it. So sometimes if enough time passes, Um yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of like I'm quickly looking at some of the reviews, and 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 it's it's funny because it is the critics kind of liked it. They gave it like a seven point eight Metascore, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. Like it's 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 not yeah. bad for Metascore, and um, and you know, like some of the 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 not so good reviews are 
you know, it says like, despite gorgeous cinematography and a strong cast, Lost City of Z is a shallow and overly romantic film that falls into the trap of hero worship. That's a perfect review. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That he he's kind of like the man, and and uh, is all about him. And it just feels like it's 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 a bit problematic that there's no remorse, that there's no criticism of him. I mean, there's touches of it, but not enough. Um, everybody's just like, let's, you know, let's all like pull behind the, um, you know, behind the hero and like, cause he's going to do something special and we all need to, to support him in that, even if he abandons us or, you know, neglects us. Um, and, and then like uh, other reviews, I mean, it seems like all the good reviews are mostly like, they're just luscious images and, you know, like the technical aspect. I really think that's why I'm comparing this guy to Edward Zwick is technically he's there. He knows how to make a movie. He knows how to shoot it nice and make it look great. And, um, and he you know how movies are supposed to look, but he's not, you know, there's nothing about it. That's very profound, spiritual. Um, it's, it's all very surface level. That's why the whole shallow thing to, to me, is just, uh, a very good assessment. Uh, to, like to me, for some reason, like the trickery of good movie making shouldn't be substituted for good storytelling. Is is what I'm saying. Hmm. You know. Well, I mean, maybe I'm reading James Gray's movies like the people in South Park were reading the tale of Scrody McBooker Balls, but huh. uh, I, I I I don't know. I I. I, I think he's a, a lot deeper than you're giving him credit for. Uh, and uh, may, maybe the Lost City of Z was a little bit more shallow than I originally assessed it. But um, I, 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 again, I, I mean, I think the reason why Ad Astra was the follow-up was because uh maybe he he saw certain blind spots that he had with velocity of Zed and the, uh, um, this whole concept of, you know, what drives us to the unknown and what, uh, what pushes us to, and what pushes us to make the sacrifices that we make to, you know, for a chance of discovering something that uh, that we may never find, and you know what what is that human? Like, why do you why do human beings even do this? Like, why do we even uh, you know go to the stars? Why do we spend billions of dollars? You know, uh, launching rockets into space when you know. Uh, like we don't know if there's anything out there. We don't know if there's anything useful other than knowledge. Uh, uh, and that knowledge might not even be actionable in our day-to-day lives. Why do, why did people uh, abandon their families and, you know, uh, travel across the world just for, just in the hope of, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, in, you know, I mean, a, century or two before lost city of Zed took place, you know, you're talking about 
people who did that just to make more accurate naps. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even that they were looking for anything particular. It's just, you know, uh, I, I mean, why do we do that? And I think that that was what James Gray was exploring with both of those films. And I, I think that's uh, what you were exploring by watching his movies, but uh, I don't think he was actually doing it. That's, that's the thing is that I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking everything you were saying. That's not in the movie. Like for him to try and make that point in the movie, like instead of scenes of him being a sharpshooter right in the beginning and, and then his son later on is also a sharpshooter. So that's when he realizes that he's a man. He's good with the gun or something like th there needs to be a scene where, you know, maybe he comes back and the son is very, um, you know, anti hanging out with him but maybe he hangs out with the younger kids and he teaches them something very fascinating about how you discover something and you know where you are in the terrain and something and, and maybe like tom holland is not really there yet he's not really like doesn't want to be with his dad because he's still very resentful but he catches a glimpse of that enthusiasm and that and that's how it grows in him that's storytelling that that's like developing an idea that that this guy is like his obsession with 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 uh, you know mapping terrain and and, and f making discoveries is infectious and, and uh, so infectious that his wife was willing to dedicate her life to supporting him and 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 his son is willing to go and and die with him in the jungle like the just for but but where was that an infectious element like it, it was not there it, it would it just it wasn't there that that just was part of the story that he in a two plus hour movie that he doesn't really put a lot of emphasis on i i think if i were to sum it up i would just say that um everything that matt so beautifully described as what is the the um the quality the uh the the benefit the um the the meat that this movie is is striving for and about everything i think the movie is about those things i just think it's safe to say that gill is bringing up some very valid points and that essentially that those are all great things to make a movie about. I just think that somewhere out there, there could be a better movie about all those things than this. Like, um, you know, maybe like, um, like that, uh, Warner Herzog documentary about, um, uh, about the, um, the Antarctic or something, you know, that really tries its best to, um, explore why human beings do what we do when we explore and stuff like that. Yeah, or like a movie like Into the Wild, and uh, also yeah. Gri Grizzly Man, also that documentary that uh, um, Herzog did. Uh oh, actually, I think Into the Wild might actually be uh, more relevant of a comparison to these films, and you know, uh, at least uh, you know, to um, at least something that's alluded to in Ad Astra about you know, he, he was exploring not really because he was looking for something, but because he was running away from something. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The more, the more I think about Into the Wild, maybe that's a better one. 
But the thing is, this is the father in Ad Astra, right? He was exploring because he was running away from something. Yeah, and, that's what and, makes it so different, though. But there's yeah. very little of that, again, in, in the movie. <laughs> like, the son himself well, is, a, is extremely passive. Yeah, but I mean that's that's what makes it so different. It's a it's a it's a different way to tell that story to to see it all from someone else's point of view and then only get to that conclusion at the end. I'm not saying it's perfect. I just I, I thought about that earlier when I was trying to describe the two. I, I didn't mention it, but I thought to about mentioning that that it's like a big difference is that whereas Lost City of Zed were pretty much entirely from the main guy's point of view. In Ad Astra, it's extremely different just because uh, we were from a it, uh, an outside perspective looking in. Well, it's like it's like uh, if Spider-Man from Lost City of Zed didn't go along with his dad, but suddenly he's trying to track his dad down in the middle of the Amazon. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it's it, that's not a perfect comparison. I know it's just a but little the, bit. That, like that would have it. been. Just, I mean, that that to me would would have made Ad Astra better. Yes, if if because I think they touch a little bit on on why um, Brad Pitt becomes uh, an astronaut. Um, yeah, because I think he's, so. He's got that talent of like he stays his as blood pressure and heartbeat, whatever he can stay very calm under most stressful situations. And that's like a, a necessity and all that. And maybe that's his genetics because it comes from his dad, but, but there's, there could have been more of an exploration. There is like, if you really resent your dad and you think that he's a neglectful dad, why do you follow in his footsteps? Why do you even search for him? That's such a rich, space and there's so much to explore there and i felt like ad astra just didn't do it. It, it 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 did the mechanics there's a scene and there's another scene and there's another scene and there's another <laughs> scene and then eventually we get to the scene where he meets his dad and there's some sort of like you know some lines of dialogue about oh you know the cosmos and like okay you didn't find aliens but at least like you were searching for them which is better than nothing <laughs> but 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 the but the doesn't all those scenes like that are supposed to build and build and build are not building they're just getting you there physically cinematically but they're not actually building a story and like a rising action and climax it's just not that's i think what's lacking in his movies is that he it's a, he's building scenes he's not building a story i don't know it's weird I, and i don't know I, I i really it's tough for me but i guess that's my conclusion and and maybe someday i'll revisit ad astra but but you know you think about if you want to compare apocalypse now to <laughs> to ad astra i mean apocalypse now it's like nine circles of hell that they go through and then eventually they it's it's like all about the horror of humanity and war and everything and then they get to this place and this guy has lost his fucking mind and he's taken over this tribe and it's like just a fascinating view of, of of just the dark side of 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 the human heart heart of darkness <laughs> like the book <laughs> um but um but it's just it's Ad Astra has almost none of that in it. It's got the scenes, <laughs> but it just doesn't have the story telling aspects. It doesn't have the characters that, you know, make up the, the you know, the, the 
whatchamacallit, the archetypes, like, you know, like in, in Apocalypse Now is the different personalities on the on the boat, and then they get there, and there's the camera guy, uh, the photographer, uh, journalist, uh, I forgot his name. Ah. Yeah, either way, we, we know. Yeah, 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 but, you know, that famous actor, I forgot him, he passed away a few years ago. Uh, in any case, yeah, it's like all these fascinating characters and 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 journey that you go along, and 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 with that Astra and with Lost City of of Zed, I feel like it's just them. It's very contained. It's all him. He meet, he meets a few interesting indigenous people along the way, and I feel like even they get discounted, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to some degree. Like you think there'd be more interesting characters along the way that uh, you know. Instead of like Robert the Bruce, and it's just like you know the the only interesting character that he meets along the way is uh, Robert Pattinson. Like he's interesting, but then he goes away. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I I this is gonna sound so repetitive from what I said earlier, but I I really feel like I have to say it again. <laughs> like um, to sum all my thoughts up about these movies, I really agree with a lot of what Gil's saying. Like especially i'll just i'll just talk about um uh at astra but um because that's what you talked about a lot about right now but like it's funny to me because i i agree with you i don't know if you remember when i spoke about them before when i um the last time in the other podcast episode when um but uh you know like i said i didn't really love at Astra while I was watching it, aside from, of course, the visuals, which are stunning and, and really just thought provoking and everything. Um, but it's when you get to the end that I thought the movie found its strength, you know, and <laughs> it's funny to me because I agree with you. I think that more or less it's the movie is going through the motions to get us to the ending. But at the same time, while I think that's a very valid and very, you know, strong criticism of, of the movie, uh, <laughs> valid criticism even of the movie, I just think it's so funny that your <laughs> analysis of the end of the movie is like, and then he gets there with his dad, with Tommy Lee Jones, and, and, you know, and they say some stuff about the cosmos, and it's like, yeah, cool, well, you didn't find aliens, but, you know, good on you, because, you, you know, we, we learned some stuff, and it's like, you're describing it so flippantly, and I'm, like, remembering the movie going, like, God, that scene was, like, so powerful, it was just like, oh, man. Like, no, because, I, I, I agree and you know what the, I I, well, you know, but you like, know what the irony is? The irony but, to me is that we're talking about especially Lost City of Zed being yeah. the journey is the reward. Meanwhile, yeah. James Gray does not make the journey the reward. <laughs> like the movies yeah. themselves, like the journey, they're well <laughs> shot, but the story development moment to moment is just not strong. Like it's not, all he wants is to get to the end because he can have his revelation. But revelation to what? This reminds me of the way I saw Blade Runner, that you know, it, it, that movie, unlike the sequel, uh, 2049, where the main character is the artificial life. So you go on the journey with him, where in the original Blade Runner, uh, uh, you know, unless Decker was actually, which there was no proof that he was, doesn't seem like he was, or at least I didn't know, um, he was a human. So 
and the the criminals, semi-criminals, like the tragic criminals, like were the ones that we're supposed to relate to. That that just it's um it's problematic. It's because you're not spending the whole movie exploring what that and relating to that character, to those characters. So that's that's the issue, and that's what I feel like is the issue with these two movies, the like Z and uh, and Ad Astra, is that. There's not a lot of development of the characters and story too much, but are are they well shot movies? I I, I won't disagree. They they look nice. I, I rated it a seven mostly because it it looks like a movie. Like it looks <laughs> <laughs> it looks good, like moment to moment. It's a good story. I just wish there was a better storyteller telling it than it would have been an eight or a nine. I, yeah, I it, it, I, I mean, I, I, I've got to jump in on this like whole Ad Astra thing, like the ending. Do I mean, it. Th- <laughs> I mean, okay, that exchange of dialogue, you know, like where Tommy Lee Jones is just, I, I, I mean, both both Tommy Lee Jones and Brad Pitt are playing characters who are pretty much stoic people, like they are not emotional people. But you can see Tommy Lee Jones like be, probably being as emotional as this guy has ever been in his life, just talking about how he can't be a failure. And the specific line that Brad Pitt responds to uh, to his dad with, you know, like what he's saying, "I can't be a failure," is you didn't fail. Now we know we're all we've got, and. I mean, there is so much in that one line, which is, you know, like, okay, you went out looking for something, but you, you didn't find what you were looking for, but you sure as fuck found something. (laughs) And, you know, like we went through this hell and, but, you know, that's what human exploration always has been. It always will be. That's everything that drives us forward. You go through hell looking for something you don't find it but you found something else and even finding nothing is finding something that's one thing that's one aspect that's that's uh, that's just kind of on the uh, the surface level there's but, more uh, of course there's more i mean it it's about the human aspect that his father had lost his entire life, that his his son, Brad Pitt, had been missing his entire life and realizing that he's been missing his entire life. Is that, you know, there is something at home. There is something to, oh. uh, uh, <laughs> to seeing what's right there in front of you and what you have rather than looking for, uh, rather than abandoning it for the hope of something grander that there is something to just living your life and loving the people around you. Uh, and I, I mean, that, that scene had all of that packed into it. That one line had all of that packed into it. And I mean, it, it's a simple line, but it has all of that packed into it because of the preceding, the preceding like hour and 45 minutes. I'm not sure. I mean, I I need to revisit it, I guess. But okay. but it didn't seem to me. Yeah. So I 
you know, I'm sure I, I could be there because I watched it on a plane and it was very small. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that, such that a cinematic happen. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, maybe it was maybe I'll upgrade it. I'll watch it on my laptop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to give me a middle finger through your? <laughs> oh no, no, no! It's just I, I pretty much like mostly watch movies on my laptop, unless I'm watching them on on the projector with Diana. You want to? You want to give me your projector? I'll give you like a hundred. No, no, no. We we uh. If you don't watch it, if you don't use it anymore, I could really use it. I will give it to you if uh, I I do want to upgrade uh, the projector, but but because it's working, we're just still going with it. It's got an issue. It's got like pink on the left and and green on the right, but but it it, it works okay. It's just black and white movies look weird. Oh, you're it. you're really selling me now. Yeah, but in any case, no, I'll give it to you for free if we ever upgrade it. Um, but but in any case, um, no no, but um. But yeah, I mostly watch movies and actually just started watching TV shows on my phone because I have a kickstand now for my phone and I do have a slightly bigger screen now. So I was like, I'm okay with watching TV shows. I started watching uh, The Rings of Power, (laughs) which is kind of, it is an epic show to watch that on the phone. (laughs) But I was like, ah, you know, I'll try to put, we watch that on the laptop if I can. But in any case, no, I mean, obviously, we have imagination. Ideally, you would want to watch a movie, even a show on the bigger, biggest screen possible. But it's, you know, unfortunately, the it's I would just watch less stuff if if yeah. I had to sit in front of a projector because I just don't have as much time in the evening to do that. I watch stuff when I eat lunch. <laughs> I watch stuff. <laughs> Uh, in yeah. any case, but but any any last thought <laughs> on Lost uh, <laughs> City of Z? I just felt like throwing it out there to you guys. Do you remember when we watched a long, long time ago when we recorded uh, the Wrath of Man episode? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, we were talking about Guy Ritchie's films, and I had not seen The Gentleman yet. And... Um, since then, I believe it's on Netflix. Um, I have seen The Gentleman, and um, I loved it. Like, and Charlie Hunnan is probably the second biggest character in it, after. Well, it's hard to say. It, it's it's kind of a tie between him and and um, uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey. The two of them are like really big characters in it, but um, it, he's uh, he's really outstanding in that movie. That's good. No, he just, yeah, he he definitely. Uh, I I also didn't see him in anything else. I, I guess he's very big from um, a TV show, the Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy, which I didn't see, but um, but yeah, no, he he was solid. He's he's got charisma for sure. He he definitely was serviceable, um, but um, yeah, Triple Frontier is a pretty good one too. A really really under the radar kind of movie. Yeah, that's funny sometimes when I, I just really, I, I don't see enough movies uh, or TV shows, especially TV shows, that sometimes uh, I'm like, oh, I guess this guy's a thing. <laughs> <laughs>